Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. So the UN warns of full-scale humanitarian crisis in Ethiopia. Um, the warning came as diplomats and humanitarian officers uh, reported heavy fighting in the north and the southern Tigray area in uh, um, in Ethiopia there recently. So Isaac uh, Katanga is a political and security analyst joining us on the line. Isaac, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Isaac, just paint the picture for us, please, if you will. What exactly is happening as we speak in the northern region of Ethiopia? Yes, it is really unfortunate that we are seeing in recent times Ethiopia sliding into internal conflict between the federal government and the great region of state. I beg your pardon, Isaac. I'm, I'm, I beg your pardon, Isaac. We, I'm battling to hear you, and my colleagues are also battling to hear you. I'm going to ask that we take a quick break, try and sort that line out so that we can hear you clearer. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. All right, crossing back to our colleague Isaac Katanga, political and security analyst, just uh, painting us a picture of what is happening as we speak in Ethiopia at the moment. Good afternoon, Isaac. It sounds much better now. So what what can you paint us a picture of what currently is taking place in Ethiopia as we speak? Yes, uh, just uh, recently uh, we were supposed to be uh, election in Ethiopia, and then uh, there was a tension between the Isaac, are you still there? Okay, that line has definitely failed us there. Uh, it is an international line. He is talking to us from Ethiopia. We were really trying our very best to try and get him on a better line, but it's obviously not happening. And uh, we'll uh, try and get somebody else to give us an analysis on what is happening in Ethiopia. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. All right, so we have now our colleague, Nixon Katembo, who is our regular here on the show, a Channel Africa producer as well as an African analyst. Nixon, just thank you so much for making the time at such short notice. I just want us to get a, a good picture of what is happening at the moment as we speak in, in Ethiopia. Well, what is happening in Ethiopia is very unfortunate at the moment as uh, uh, the African Union and the continent at large is struggling to to live up to its uh, target of silencing the guns by 2020. However, the Ethiopian issue was bound to happen in a sense that if you look at the history of Ethiopia uh, and the way it is now, you would understand that Ethiopia is under what they call a federal system of fragmented states. And those fragmented states have their own regional power. Mm-hmm. And having those regional power, there are different communities in those regional power. And the Tigray region is one of those regions in northern Ethiopia, which under the previous government on the past 27 years, uh, the TPLF, the Tigray People Liberation Front, was at the forefront of the formation of of parties, uh, let's say coalition that was ruling Ethiopia at the time. Uh, 
And uh, this is owing from its historical nature of the Ethiopian state formation uh, in a modern uh, sense of a state that we know uh, as having a government, the central institutions of the state and so on. However, you would see that when uh, uh, Haile Selassie took over uh, the reign of Ethiopia. He brought different community under one umbrella that formed the state of Ethiopia that we know today. And uh, I should mention to the listener that the Ethiopia is the only country on the continent that was never um, colonized. colonized. And uh, if you look at the region such as Eritrea, which formed part of the state after uh, uh, you know, it was relinquished by the Italian. Uh, this was a part of Haile Selassie's trying to unite uh, the people of Ethiopia, although different communities, the Hamara, um, the, the Tigrinya, mm -hmm. the, the Oromo, and so on. Mm -hmm. However, there has been that resentment among, and I think it came to a boiling point where uh, uh, Mengistu Haile Mariam, who was the who led Ethiopia at the time, was toppled by the military, mm. and the Ethiopia, uh, I mean the Tigray uh, People Liberation Front was at the forefront of toppling Mengistu Haile Mariam, uh, who came and lived in Zimbabwe as a refugee, as we speak, he's by the way in Zimbabwe. Mm. So. When the new government came in, it is after the death of uh, of uh, of the late leader. Um, he 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 was called. Uh, uh, I speak. I forget his name a little bit. I was talking about <laughs> a little with a colleague earlier. Uh, he sort of um, uh, allowed uh, with the democratic process coming in. He allowed. Uh, what they call this federal state government under the new constitution of Ethiopia to have autonomous regional states. Mm. But within that clause of the constitution, the name is Meles Zenawi, uh, under the clause of that constitution, there is a clause that says each region have a power to seek autonomy. Mm meaning as an independent state. Now, you would see that historically the Eritrea, is, which was brought under one umbrella of the Ethiopian state during um, Haile Selassie's reign, will seek independence mm. based on the clause of that constitutional um, uh, provision. provision. Mm. And it, it did the referendum and Ethiopia broke away, I mean, Eritrea broke away from Eritrea, mm. I mean, from the broader st state of Ethiopia. Mm. So it gave leeway for other states, like the Oromia, the, Ad the Adama, and the, 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 the Amara, now creating... To seek their so own independence. The, their own autonomous states. Mm. That's why you would have had this... Uh, you know, different uh, rebellions happening around Ethiopia from at a different time, different internal uh, military strife in Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look at the historical uh, projection of the state. Now, uh, to cut a long story short, 
you would see that within the democratic processes, when the TPLF, mm -hmm. which was at the forefront of the previous government, mm -hmm. having much power and control the rest of Ethiopia with only a population of 6.2 to 6.7 population the rest of Ethiopia, and I think they are the fourth population group in Ethiopia, they amassed wealth and they amassed uh, a much needed status within the Ethiopian society. Mm -hmm. But if you see with the advent of Haile Mariam Dasalen, mm -hmm. whom um, Abi Ahmed replaced, that power started winning. Mm -hmm. And what happens that those who were ruling Ethiopia at the time, which come mainly from the TPLF and the Tigrinya region, which is the grade that we're speaking today that have a conflict, they retreated to the north. <laughs> Let's take a quick break, uh, Nixon, and we'll be back with more of that particular story and, and just bringing us context there. Nixon Katembo, who is an African analyst and a Channel Africa producer as well. Let me go quickly to Utsile Saku at one thirty for the latest in headlines. We'll be back with Nixon. You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. So we continue our conversation with Nixon Katembo, who is uh, our producer here at Channel Africa and also an African analyst. And we're looking at what is happening in Ethiopia. And he was just giving us a background of really where the tensions stem from in Ethiopia. And it brings us now to, to where we are here, uh, Nixon. What then has created this, the, the newfound tensions that we're seeing in the northern region? Now, I was going there yeah. to try to illustrate the new foundations. Mm -hmm. What happened then when Mariam Dessalen have taken over power, uh, they, their power started waning in terms of economics, in terms of uh, uh, political power. Uh, and basically, when you have people who have had control of the government institution over for the past 27 years, they create a problem. So when you have this constitutional clause that they can go in their little corner, back in the north, it also creates another problem because now it forms as a base for them to be able to do what they have to do. But with the, the, the real tensions comes when the economic power got threatened. With the economic change that happened with Abi Hamid, Abi Hamid, when he came, remember this is a reformist uh, prime minister of which he get a Nobel Prize yes. for, for I mean, it trying was just last year. Yes, for trying to negotiate, he he brought the Oromia who were fighting the central government, I mean the federal government in Ethiopia. He brought in the Amara region who were still fighting. Remember the protest that happened last year and so on. He went and speak to the Akirivo, which is Eritrea, which had seceded uh, by a, a, a way of referendum, mm -hmm. and say, tell Isaias Afawirke of Eritrea that, look, we are just one people. Let mm -hmm. us work together towards the development of this uh, mm -hmm. region as a block. And there you have this Tigray mm -hmm. region not happy. And what Abi Hamid did, and I think what this is what caused the nerves, is that he changed the currency of Ethiopia mm. and brought a new currency and only gave a hundred days for those who had old notes to surrender them. And remember, these are people who have had wealth 
not justifiably so mm. and some have kept them <laughs> out of the bank mm. so it in essence that currency become invalid mm. and it impoverishes it, it affects their their way of living mm. their businesses and so on but at the same time having been in power for the past 27 years the military base the biggest in the northern ethiopia is in the tigray region mm. at the same time you have ethiopia which was supposed to have elections in august being brought forward because of covid and the electoral Uh, commission in Ethiopia said no we're not going to have these elections under the covid conditions we are going to prepare them when the covid conditions have subsided but the tigray region go ahead and forge with the election regional elections they, they elect their leaders and after the elections of the leaders what the leaders the leaders of tigray does they say we don't recognize the federal government in addis ababa hmm. that's the point of of rebellious leadership on top of that just before the attack on the 4th of november the tigray leadership sent their troops to go and attack the military base of the federal government mm. and steal some arms mm. and that's create a tension for the federal government to start the war with the tigray region because now this is a region that is coming low and true in self mm. no longer no longer following the federal government protocols mm. and evoking in mind the protocol the the constitutional clause that is within the constitution that a state can be independent if so wish so mm. so my reading from the situations that maybe the tigray region could have wanted to t- to secede f- from the rest of the Ethiopia mm. and the danger therefore is would have the Ethiopian state under Abi Ahmed let this run amok or intervene that is the question we should grapple with now like any other political scientists and those who follow <laughs> issues on the continent but the question is again what is the implication on unitary state or the existence of ethiopia as a, a state that we know it today, yeah, today. if they allow tigray to do what it is what will happen to the what will states? the oromo liberation front do they will f- pick up the arms and start fighting the way they did before mm-hmm. the amara will pick up the farm and that will be the integration of the ethiopian state as we know it mm-hmm. and that I think that's what at the core of what uh, Dr. Abi Ahmed is trying to do to say look we are seeing this but we're not going to allow it to happen the interesting thing though is that with the current uh, arrangement between Ethiopia and Eritrea Eritrea have been able to say now we are going to help the Ethiopian government since we are at the border with these guys we are going to help the ethiopian mm. forces to assist to quell this rebellious region and, and that's why you see the intervention of eritrea in the conflict that's why you see the tigray the people liberation front forces through even missiles in the eritrean capital asmara mm. and 
creating it a more a sort of an internationalization of the conflict mm. uh, instead of a national conflict yeah. uh, to, to Ethiopia itself. In the meantime, uh, the, the civilians have left and are, and are also going into Sudan. I mean, that's creating a, an international crisis. It is creating an international crisis. On the other hand, you see, if you look at the recent years and the reason why the merit of Abiy Ahmed's uh, um, peace, uh, Nobel Peace Prize, is also being able Question. to negotiate with uh, Sudan, yes. on the other hand. Yes. But uh, my reading of the sense is that you have to create another tension because you would remember the comment that uh, were made by Donald Trump yes. that Egypt should bomb the <laughs> Grand Renaissance Dam. Is it by coincidence that we see the Tigray region getting this... Uh, you know, military hardware to fight the, uh, the government of Ethiopia. One will have to read much into all these aspects of the regional nature of the conflict, but also looking at the internal uh, dynamics of Ethiopian states. From my understanding, South Africa was trying to intervene in, in, in what is happening there. Uh, where are we now? Uh, South Africa would intervene in a way that, one, South Africa chair the African Union yes. through President Cyril Ramaphosa. And it have to make sure that any conflict that, that starts, if there is any diplomatic uh, ways of engaging it, they should be so. And as a chair of the African Union, South Africa is should be at the forefront of leading negotiations. But given the, all these other aspects that have uh, laid out, in these discussions, one need to look at how which which approach mm. the AU through South Africa is going to take to try to bring tension below. Uh, bearing in mind also what Egypt is all about with the Grand Renaissance Dam and uh, and so on. Uh, on the other hand, uh, the, the 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 conflict in 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 the Horn of Africa in general, looking at. Uh, uh, Somalia as well. So it's, it's a mission and one would think that negotiations mm. is the only solution because if you look at the recent wars on the continent, none have been won through a straight military warfare. Yeah. It always end up into negotiations mm. and negotiations happens after destruction yeah. and we don't want to see that destruction because already those 20,000 people that are said to have fled to uh, to have fled to Sudan is is one in, in many suffering is too many for this mm. continent you make such a good point David you're calling us from Limpopo good afternoon good afternoon David yeah, uh, can I comment? Uh, yes, of course. This? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I like the way the guy he, he put it. Uh, the, uh, the, the way he talked. You know, uh, really, uh, this issue of Ethiopia, uh, it's not easy to, uh, to. You know, it's a long time stories here. There's fighting. There's half of population is outside. You know, now TPLF they want to come back to the position. You know. They, they looted billions, billions of money. They hide it outside. They are buying militaries, military staffs, uh, these things. You know, he's talking about 20,000. Uh, There's more than a lot of people outside of the country because they ran away for the last 27 years. We struggle with this party, TPLF, now. Uh, when you see, uh, you know, the issue of now, 
it's not the issue of the one year or two years. It was in 27, 27 years problem, you know. Mm. So the one they must know, Ethiopia has been struggling for last 27 years. Mm. This is the time to, to get the freedom from these people of EPLF. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much, David. I mean, wrap it up for us. Uh, wrap it up for us, Nixon. I mean, what do you think you've just said now? You think the only way out of this is to negotiate uh, with the parties. How, how feasible is that? The feasibility of the uh, of the negotiations will happen when they look at the common ground between the federal government of Ethiopia and TPLF. It is no uh, rocket science that TPLF have got the much needed uh, power to fight the government. But the question is, is at what cost? Is it worth it? Yeah. Is it worth it to continue destroying the country just because you're seeking to take over control that you have been exercising for the past 27 years? And that's the question. The other danger, though, that I would emphasize is that it can lead to a different breakaway situation that we can see in Ethiopia and leading to as I said, uh, regions like Amara, regions like Oromia, uh, taking up arms. That Now, you have allowed this to happen. Mm. You ruled over 27 years. Now you want to come back and rule again over the rest of Ethiopia. So that is the real challenge. Mm. And I hope that the policymakers and those who are the diplomatic forefront will look on those issues and find a way of finding a common ground in this conflict. Otherwise, with Abi Hamed, I think uh, they have a single mind that if you allow this to happen, that will be uh, the end of Ethiopian federal state as we know it. Nixon Katembu, African analyst and Channel Africa producer there. Thank you so much for that. Thanks for having me.